It's an ancient language, and it's like a hieroglyphical language. So mm -hmm. we really can learn to read it the way the symbols are placed. Like the four is a box. Mm -hmm. And once you know that the four is a box, you know the meaning of the four energy. Or you know that the nine is a ladder, so you know that nines are always climbing up the ladder or going down the ladder. And that's it. It's a simple visual language that helps us recognize our patterns, see the patterns in other people, and change our consciousness about how we're interacting with the other person based on knowing what their patterns are. We each have our own gift to give, and yours is unique. Welcome to the Calvin Corelli Show. I'm really excited to have you. Hey, everybody. I am Calvin Corelli. I'm here with Alexander Dunlop. I'm really excited to have Alexander on today. We connected about, um, what, six months ago or something. I was um, going through some, some a challenging time in my business. And, um, well, it wasn't like major challenge, but we we're trying some new initiatives and it wasn't quite working. And it wasn't actually why I reached out to you. It just happened to be that time that we had our session. I reached out because you're doing something that I find fascinating, which is that you read people's you read people through playing cards so you yeah. tell them about their lives and so i was like i'm 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 the kind of person that i'm like i want to try stuff right so i was like i gotta try this thing and i have actually some follow-up questions like where the hell does this thing come from that right. i don't think i ever really understood so sure. i was like i want to try this and it was really um really my like mind opening in many ways there's a lot in there that i was like that makes so much sense um so it was super helpful and um yeah i wanted to have this conversation get to know you better hear more about your your story and uh, how you can help everybody in the same way you did with me yeah well thank you thanks for having me on your show and thanks for the conversation and thanks for the kind words appreciate it um wow yes a deck of ordinary ordinary playing cards and i grew up playing cards we were a card playing family and uh, starting at age 17, I went on a spiritual quest. I grew up Roman Catholic and went to Catholic schools all the way through and was basically agnostic, just going through the motions. And then my senior year, I went on a retreat that the Catholic high school offered, which was, this was in South Florida, and the retreat center was on the beach in Miami. And it was three days out of school to go and hang out at this facility on the beach with my friends. I was like, yeah, sign me up, baby. And uh, so I went on this retreat and the last night of the retreat, there was a priest who came to talk to us and it really moved me. And I had been the product of divorced parents and had a difficult emotional childhood. His talk really touched my heart. And for the first time in my life, I actually wanted to talk to a priest. So I went afterwards to sit with him in what's called a face-to-face -face confession style. And I don't remember what I said to him at this point, a long time ago. But what I do remember is that when I was done, he stood up to pray the traditional prayer that I had heard umpteen times in my youth. And he put his hands on my forehead like that. And the moment that he did, something went whoosh right through my body. This electricity mm, wow. and water all at once flashing through my body. And wow. it was really quite shocking. In a good way. Obviously, not never experienced that ever before. No. Experienced that since? No, not like that. 
not in that way. I've had since then other types of spiritual experiences, but not like that. And it very much felt like I was being washed clean. Mm-hmm. And it was distinctively a flash from head to toe of a split second electricity. And I, it changed me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's not like he wasn't actually wired up, but there is like something about his energy in that moment. Yeah. That just like, whoa, oh, totally. It's and, fascinating with like the b- people that you meet that sort of have that, like where, right. Where the hell does that come from? Like there's, you can just. They're, oh, uh, they're tapped in. They're really mm-hmm. tapped in. And I've since learned that in other traditions, that's called Shakti pod. Um, it's like the ability to transmit a frequency of energy that is tangible and that the other person feels. And in various religious traditions, there are stories and explanations of people who can transmit that energy, like chi. I've since mm-hmm. been to China where I had an experience with someone who did a chi healing on me and there was electric sparks coming out of his fingertips that was like zapping my liver and you could see them. And wow. for my partner also, he did it for her on her forehead and we could visibly see the energy. Wow. But yes, so when I was 17, never had that happen before. And it set me on my quest of what the heck was that after years of going through the religious dogma, then to have a direct encounter, like, oh, there's something real behind all the dogma, all the religious mm-hmm. rigmarole. So that started me on my quest. And it led me on a long journey, which we could talk about. It would be a long story, but Quickly, I went through evangelical Christianity. I became a born-again Christian. I went to Roman Catholic Seminary because I thought I wanted to be a priest. Meanwhile, I had done well growing up in school, so I got into Harvard, and I studied philosophy at Harvard, trying to figure things out through philosophy. Moved on from seminary and came to New York, and I started experimenting with all kinds of psychedelic and recreational drugs. I wanted to explore consciousness and explore everything that had been verboten to a good Catholic boy. So I dove into the nightlife of New York City while I was working as a consultant on Wall Street and learned a lot through that experience. What was that? LSD or? Mostly or ecstasy. Ecstasy, gotcha. Yeah. You know, magic mushroom. MDMA. MDMA. Yeah. Which, as I found out later, was designed to heal people with post traumatic stress disorder. That was how it was first created. And growing up, I had had a lot of emotional stuff. And so little did I know that I was tapping into my own emotional healing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, again, this is a longer story. But I ended up going to India. I left my job, traveled to India, got a one-way ticket, was meditating in ashrams. I took initiation as a swami. Came back to New York through a few different twists and turns. I ended up starting a holistic health center, uh, co-founding that with my now ex-wife. And I became raw vegan at the time. I was studying all kinds of modalities and I was also doing ayahuasca ceremonies with shamans. So still exploring, still from that experience at age 17, still trying to figure out what does this all mean and how do all the pieces of this puzzle fit together? What's my role? What's my purpose? And so on. Well. When the divorce papers were on the table and it was clear that we were splitting up, I decided, you know what, I need to get some fresh air. I need to blow things off. I'm going to go out to a party. So I went out to a party in Brooklyn, loft party, and I saw an old Burning Man campmate there. And he sees me and he says, hey, what's your date of birth? 
I was like, uh, August 30th, why? And he goes, oh, he does a little calculation. He's like, that means you're born to play the nine of hearts. And it means in your life, you're going to go through tragic endings of the heart. And you got to learn how to let go and move on. Timely advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I actually was like, whoa, like deja vu moment. Air gets thick around me. I have a different kind of spiritual experience. My knees start to wobble like, whoa, that was my first introduction to the real meaning of this ancient knowledge that was hidden in plain sight. And since then, I've studied it and I've now been doing professionally 10 years doing card readings for people and coaching them to play their cards right. So with everything that you've been through and everything that you've experienced and all is like all these years of, of searching, like why was it the cards that really um, spoke to you in that way? Well, that's a great question. And first of all, I don't think I would have been open to receive what the cards had to show me if I hadn't already explored everything and realized that there was no other thing that was giving me the answers. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was a big reason why I was willing to look into the possibility that something as anomalous, weird, not what I would have thought would be my spiritual answer in life was that I could look into that and accept it. Because mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing for people is that there's so much of a mental attachment to these cards are for playing go fish or poker. What do, you, what do you mean this is a spiritual toolkit to help me have my awareness of my pur purpose and path in life? Right. So there's a lot of um, that kind of mental block that I found that it's important for us to be able to break through. But for me to answer your question, why? It's because it really spoke to me. It rattled my bones. It spoke to the depth of who I am. And it gave me an answer that didn't require me to have any compromise. Mm -hmm. Meaning that I didn't have to compromise my reason in order to have the faith. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to... Tell me about that. Is that. You didn't have to compromise your reason to have your faith. So yeah. How, how meaning like... Um, hmm, how can I say that? It's like... Granted, the cards are mystical, and why is it that there's 52 cards, 52 weeks, the four suits, four seasons, and you add up the numbers, and it adds up to the calendar year. Why that is, I don't know. You know, there's a mystical element to that. So there is an element of faith of why it works with the Gregorian calendar and, and so on, which we could get into. But it stretches my imagination enough that... I can implement reasonable solutions within the framework and I can see that it works, first of all, whenever I talk to people like yourself or whomever, they're like, whoa, that's really accurate. And then, oh, wow, that's actually helpful advice based on my cards. So my brain is satisfied with, oh, yeah, it really makes sense. It's really mm -hmm. working for people. And what I mean by not compromising, it's like, I hear anyway in my own experience, people want to believe in something, but they don't want to believe in something that they feel like dumbs them down or means that they have to ignore science or ignore their own faculties to accept an old anthropomorphic God and to accept whatever they heard in Sunday school or in Hebrew school. Um, there's a feeling of, I don't want to 
have to make myself dumb in order to have faith or believe in something. And that was always important for me. I wanted to be able to say, wow, my brain is really stimulated by this and not that my brain has to turn itself off in order to accept this. Right. Does that make sense? Because I mean, there's, I mean, it's like, like with, like with astrology, like, or human design or other things like that, right? There's that element of like, how the hell does like my birth date? So the way the system works is, is you look up your birth date. Yeah. Um, I'm March 27, which means I'm a nine of clubs. I've never figured out like, well, how do they know that, that this date re links to that card? It's esoteric math. Yes. Okay. There is, there's some math behind there it. There's an like, esoteric math. Yeah. How do they find that out? Or like, where does that even come from? Like, so like, there's not, there's not quite, I, I did that. I, so personally, my approach is like, I don't care. Like if it, if it tells me something that I can use in that moment, that's, that's, I don't need to know like where it comes from or like, I used to be that way, right? The math logical person, you know, programmer part of me used to be like, oh, that can't like, right? Now I don't care if it resonates, if it's useful, great, right? But I have done it with people that are like, well, it's essentially cold reading, right? It just says a bunch of stuff and like people are going to resonate with some things that they that they like, right? And that's true, except what people often tell me is that it's 100% accurate. And mm -hmm. whereas a cold reading, you're just throwing stuff like spaghetti on a wall to see <laughs> right. what it sticks. <laughs> right. Or you're really yeah. good at reading people's eye movements and then you can respond accordingly. But right, I, but that doesn't have work if you're just looking up in a, in a book and reading exactly. it out loud, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've had yeah. people tell me that they've given my book to complete strangers and it resonates mm -hmm. every time the other person reads it. Yeah. It's uncanny. It really is uncanny. And it does mystify me of how it could be that our path in life is tied to the time stamp that we enter into this body. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think, and so then it challenges me to think a little more deeply about it. What if we don't understand the energy patterns that we are born into and there is like a quantum field and energy vibration that's all around us and when we pop out, we're stamped by that energy. Mm -hmm. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of why wouldn't that be the case, right? Why wouldn't be we be the product of everything, the, the state of the entire universe at the moment that we're conceived of, that we're created of in some way, right? Yeah. And that the environment that we're in does imprint us and the energy mm -hmm. patterns that we're in do imprint on us. Mm -hmm. And we're only just beginning to discover, like we're discovering a new world, like the world isn't flat, it's round. Like, oh, there are energy patterns that you're incarnated into that are imprinted that show you the patterns of your life. Mm -hmm. And this knowledge was hidden in plain sight all this time. Which leads to another question of who knew about this a long time ago and was able to encode it in this simple geometric forms and then hide it in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Make people play games with these things when it's really like a very serious self-discovery tool. Yeah, and also uh, to show us that maybe we've taken life too seriously. <laughs> yeah, That it, it is more like a game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, that's a great point. I, I second that very much. Uh, I just had a conversation actually with my, with my PR team where we were talking about that of like, you know, the, the, the being wildly ambitious and at the same and driven and hungry. And at the same time being, you know, 100% happy with loving everything that is right now. Right. 
like not, I, I didn't, that didn't used to be the case for me. I used to like be like, I feel wrong. I'm not good enough. The, like everything around me is wrong. If only like I, this, that, the other thing, like, you know, a wife or a, you know, a successful business or whatever, then I'll be happy. Right. Now it's the complete opposite. I'm super happy, stoked where I am and like overly hungry, ambitious. Right. And then it becomes fun. Then it becomes a game. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, that's, that's right on. And then there's the excitement of a child at play that I want to create from this place of excitement and build something from this place of my own enthusiasm. Right. Yes, exactly. That's so, that's That's so true. Igniting the passion hundred percent. Yeah. And to answer your question before on another level, I didn't find anything that really ignited my passion. Mm. Like I did when I found these cards and I had studied human design and other things as well. And it, nothing just, like this went right in. And even the way I found it and that serendipitous moment that on the day I was going through exactly what the cards would say I was going through, I found out that's not my cards to play. Mm-hmm. You know? So the way it came to me also, it, it really spoke to me, ignited something within me of like, wow, I want to study this. I want to figure out what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't expect this, but I started teaching it to other people. That wasn't why I wanted to figure it out for myself. I was actually doing health coaching at the time. I had gone back to school to get a nutrition degree. And so I was coaching people like, okay, you need to eat more kale. And what about this? And, and then I'd be like, oh, you know what? There's this thing I do. Let me show you about your cards. And I would just bring it in a little bit. And then by and by, people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I need to eat more kale, but Tell me about my six of diamonds. I want to know about the six of diamonds. And it just, it's funny because I want to do the same. Yeah. Well, so I actually, I, now I remember because like I heard about you from, from or about the cards from Peter Roth, which yes. um, you probably are familiar with. Yeah. And, and so he does mainly, I think, human design and, you know, a bunch of things. So, um, and I, I've known a few human design for, for years uh, and I like it. I, it's, it's given me a, a, you know, a lot of understanding of myself, but it's very complicated, right? It just feels like very, very heavy and complicated. And I love the lightness of this. So he was, yeah, he was the one that mentioned that he was really passionate about playing cards. So I looked it up and then I, then I found you. So yeah. thank Peter for, for, yeah, for uh, Peter, I, I just talked to Peter the other day and, uh, he is full on in human design and what he loves he loves leading with the cards, he tells mm-hmm. me, because like you said, the cards are simple and easy and give an entry point. And he finds it fascinating that the cards will say almost identical things about you as your human design. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love that too, when these various systems of knowledge start converging on the same story, that's when we really know to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, what is that like? I, I don't know, maybe you've already answered it, but like the, that, that inner fire, right? That, that what, obviously when you discovered the cards, something happened. Obviously when you met that priest at age 17, something happened, right? Um, yeah. T- tell me about your process with inner fire, like finding it in the first place, living it, living it every day. Yeah. Well, this is a great question because what I've realized is that based on our cards to play, it, that looks different for each of us. There is not a one size fits all. And it, it's similar to what I learned in nutrition school, which is there isn't one diet that's right for everybody. Right? We have different body types and so on. We have different cards to play. 
So there are 52 different archetypal patterns that we're each playing out, where the themes will be the same, even though the details will all be different because we're all unique and we all have free will of how we're gonna play our cards. That's where we really do get to choose, but the patterns are the same. So what's essential to realize is that we each have something different that's gonna ignite our fire based on our cards to play. And so we can see and we can start to map it. And that's what I do for people when they come to see me. And they're like, I'm not sure, should I do this or should I do that? I'm like, well, based on your cards to play, this is what's gonna really light you up. This is what you're really gifted to do. And it's usually something that they're terrified of, <laughs> which is yep. why they think that there might be a better alternative over here. And we start to rationalize, well, I'll just do this, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what's really going to And what happens to be a fire when you do that, right? You just goes like, out. You, you're dousing it. Yeah. yeah, it goes out. Yeah. So we can see really clearly this is what's going to light us up. This is what's our passion in life based on our cards to play. It just so happens that my birth card is the nine of hearts. What lights me up is lifting other people up. Mm. Now, that was always my interest in the priesthood and spiritual, spiritual growth because the nine is a ladder. That's the symbolism. If you ever look at a deck of cards, it's a ladder and the heart is the heart. So helping other people to climb up the ladder of their life, that's what I do. Hmm. Through my own journey, through my own passion of how do I climb up higher and learn more and grow more. So we can see really clearly in the cards both what we're passionate about and what we can do for other people, what our gift is for other people. Mm, interesting. So what if one was, say, a nine of clubs, for example, just picking for, that for, out of... Just for random, <laughs> just for... Yeah. So you're born to play the nine of clubs. The nine is a ladder and the clubs is knowledge. So you like lifting people up with knowledge, mm-hmm. giving them the knowledge that will help them elevate their whole world because our world is created by our ideas. Right? So you like giving people the ideas that are going to elevate their world. Nice. Um, I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing right at, at every level. And what I wasn't doing for years and I was miserable, right? Picture me, like if that's my life purpose or what I'm here to do, right? The yeah. card I'm here to play. Yeah. Picture me sitting, sitting alone in front of a computer writing code all day, especially sitting in front of a computer alone writing code for other people, for hire all day. Like, mm-hmm. is that going to make me miserable? <laughs> well, it, it did. Let's just put it that way, right? <laughs> Very. Right. right. And I was like, it was confusing for me because I'm like, I was so good at it. Like, I was like way better than like most. I'm not the best in the world, but I was really, really good at it. And I noticed that every day when I'd spent my entire day coding, I felt like shit. I felt terrible afterwards, right? I was like, I'm good at it. I actually enjoyed it, right? But I felt drained after and I felt really like I was in a bad mood. I was grumpy and like, I was like, so weird for me. And I, it scared the living daylights out of me because I was like, well, this is what's going to make me rich. And I need to be rich to feel that I'm worthy. And I feel miserable every day doing this. It was like this, I was stuck in that conundrum, right? That prison that I created for myself. If only I had playing cards back then, right? <laughs> well, it would have still taken you the courage to actually elevate your own game. 
I've met many people born to play the nine of clubs that they come to me when they feel trapped or stuck and they're not quite ready to take that next step because it is a step of courage, mm -hmm. right? It's a step of, I'm going to trust my own knowing and my own wherewithal that when I elevate my own game, I'm going to land in a solid place and I'll be able to be financially supported and I'll be abundant and I'll be successful. I don't have to keep myself in this low place in order to play it safe. Mm -hmm. So the nine game is I'm willing to take that risk to step up the ladder, mm -hmm. step up to the next level, and I'm going to find that it'll go well for me when I do that, when I take that step. So you always as a nine you in that process of taking the step to the next level. Mm -hmm. Sort of ahead of other people around exactly. you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're which the, makes it you're the thought leader playing the the nine of clubs, right? And that yeah, can so feel like a lonely place to be, being out in front of everyone, waiting mm -hmm. for them to catch up. Mm -hmm. But that's your role is to be the thought leader who elevates the world around you. Right, right. Yeah, it's super interesting. Like with you being the nine of hearts, we would make a good team, huh? Um, yeah, we could. We could do it. And and like I'm thinking like you experimenting with like MDMA, which is the the you know heart opening drug, drug it right? Like it's it's um, it's no very fitting and appropriate. Yeah. And I would always be reading books, like tons and tons and tons of books. So there you go, right? Yeah, you um, wanting to lift your mind up, you wanting to fill your mind with the knowledge that will elevate your thinking. Yeah. And for me, it's been learning how to elevate my relationship dynamics, my heart experience, and how I connect with people. And then this is the work that I do in my coaching practice is lifting people up, inspiring them to go to the next level of their life. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing my cards right, doing what lights me up. Mm -hmm. And that's the win-win that we get. Uh, we're playing our cards right. It helps other people. We're, we're ignited. We're lit up. Other people are lit up. And this is my bigger vision that we can help everyone know their cards to play in life. My children love knowing their cards to play. It helps me as a parent. I've done it with my kids too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's so helpful. I know what they need. I know my own lens that I see them through and I can see, oh, they have their cards to play. This is how they need to do it. And it helps me in my better moments to have that perspective to let them do it their way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> any parent, any, any leader, um, yeah, no, that's helpful. Um, so yeah, yes. I did it with my team as well on a, on an offsite, um, where like just as a sort of icebreaker exercise, bringing that up with, with everybody. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Like really, really like resisted it. Well, um, yeah, but like, um, but just the, I not hated the, the actual things, but hated the idea of it. Right. Like some people aren't comfortable with this. Well, like here's a book that says, and based on your birthday and that kind of stuff. Right. So, right. 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 No, I, that's the. Um, that's why I say to you that I I think that I had to have tried everything else first, mm -hmm. because I was that skeptical person too. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! A deck of cards does that, <laughs> based on my birthday," you know. Right. But I had tried everything else, and nothing really spoke to me. And I mm -hmm. was determined in some way, in an, in an unspoken way, I was determined to find an answer that would satisfy my soul. And much to my surprise, it was at a party in Brooklyn that I found mm. it. Brooklyn is a, a great place, in man. In the deck of playing cards. Was it in cards. Williamsburg? Um, no, it was not in Williamsburg. I think it's pro you would call it Prospect Heights. Mm -hmm. It was a loft right. space near the park. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're forgiven. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Ten years ago, there's lots of loft spaces around here. Um, yeah. Here well, Williamsburg has changed a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was the first place I moved to in 1999. Um, I moved to Williamsburg. Oh wow. It's changed you a lot. Way ahead the of the curve then. 21 years. <laughs> yeah. I didn't buy property back then though. <laughs> But yeah, my rent was 850. Um, so different times. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Um, yeah. Well, it's nice to hear. And it's fun for me to hear that you're applying the tool with people in your life. I think well, it's super what, easy, right? You yeah. just like grab the book and, and start reading and yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. And it's fun and it's in illuminating. Um, yeah. So it, and then as a parent, what's been your experience of work using the toolkit with your kids? Well, it sparks some really, really interesting conversations, right? Really useful conversations. I think the, like, if you were, like, to put me on the spot now, I don't remember. I don't remember what their cards are or what it meant. And I, I think if you, if you ask my kids the same, they, they wouldn't, right? So it's like, it's doing it again and again, which is what the, I like the, like the way that you state it, like the symbolism, like that you, the way you explain it to me, that you basically look at each yeah. card and how the symbols are placed and that there's meaning there. And that really helps simplify it. Like the ladder of the club is the mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's an uh, ancient, it's an ancient language and it's like a hieroglyph, hieroglyphical language. So mm -hmm. we really can learn to read it the way the symbols are placed. Like the four is a box. Mm -hmm. And once you know that the four is a box, you know the meaning of the four energy. Or you know that the nine is a ladder, so you know that nines are always climbing up the ladder or going down the ladder. And that's it. It's a simple visual language that helps us recognize our patterns, see the patterns in other people, and change our consciousness about how we're interacting with the other person based on knowing what their patterns are. And then we can see our relationship dynamics. And this is where my partner loves it the most. This is what ignited her passion about this system of knowledge. We can see what are the dynamics that we have with each other in the cards. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, like musical notes, there are some cards that play better with each other than others. There's some discord with certain cards and some harmony with other cards. And we can see that very clearly. So you can say, oh, this is a better relationship option for you, or you're going to have this tension with this person. It's not your fault. There's a discord between the two of you that you're just going to need to work through and be aware of. Got it. So you yeah. can see relationship dynamics, and it's very helpful. Yeah, I've, do I've done that with my, my, my wife as well. Like, look, you know, we've looked each other up and, mm -hmm. and talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there something that shows you specifically like how the the two match up or is that something there that is, you're... yeah. So there's the meaning of the pattern itself, and I don't remember your wife's cards, but there's whatever her cards are, the meaning of them, just like the meaning of the nine of clubs. But then mm -hmm. there's an additional layer of complexity and interesting things to look at, which is what is the relationship of the two to each other? Right. And so then that is a different uh, a completely different analysis of what is Got the it. dynamic between the two. Mm -hmm. um, Have you memorized all of this stuff? I mean, I guess pretty like, much. The, like, yeah. the, like if you have a birthday, can you, yeah, uh, throw, do you memorize what the throw it at card me. is or do you, well, June 27 would be hers. 
But June twenty seventh. So I, I'll do math in my head for a moment here. Okay. It's, so that's that was my question. <laughs> that's the three of clubs. All right. Now I'm going to just double check my own work by looking in my book. But there is a way. There's a calculation to do it in your head. Yes, yeah, she's born to play the three of clubs. Mm -hmm. So you're both in the suit of clubs. So we would say, but um, bum, you're well suited for each other, right? You have the same love language as a result because there's four different love languages, four suits. So you have a mental love language, which means you like to hear the words, you like compliments, you you need the actual words, I love you. The words really matter. And then there's the fact that there's a space between you in your life. So it would tell me that you would have slightly different lives and you would have your own interest and she would have her own interest. Um, and that's the dynamic between the two of you, that there is going to be some space in your relationship. So you'd have to both be comfortable with being independent. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, interesting. I was just talking to Gay Hendricks. Uh, are you familiar with Gay Hendricks? Do you know him? Yes. Yeah. So um, last week or the week before, and where he was talking about the importance of in relationship, learning to be a part, be in, you know, individual and then unity and individual and unity. And it's funny because our, our journey has been very much from like, we kind of melt it together mm -hmm. in the beginning, right? And we're very, very together, but it wasn't, it was kind of dysfunctional. Um, and that was part of our growth work, right? And, and then to, to just like very much living our own lives, like doing our own things. I'm focused on my work, she's focused on her work, like that kind of thing. And it's so- It's very important for the two of you. It's in the cards that way for you. Whereas two other people may have dynamics where they could work together mm -hmm. and they would have overlapping life paths, which would suggest that they can do everything together. Mm. Um, but the two of you need your time apart. And why is it with the three and the nine that they're separate? What is it about those symbolically? Um, it's nothing specific about the three or the nine. It's the placement in the overall game board of life. Um, this is now another layer of complexity to talk about this system. It's a very simple tool, but it gets complex quickly. The way that they're placed inside of a game board, which I can't really show you right now, um, but there's a seven by seven grid and the cards are all placed inside of it. And the three of clubs is further, is apart from the nine of clubs. So mm -hmm. there is a space in the board between the two. And this is another one of those moments where the skeptical people are like, but why is it like that? <laughs> well, this is what it is. And we can accept it and then we start to realize, oh, it's accurate and helpful, or we can question mm -hmm. it and never allow the knowledge to actually help us. But anyway, it is what it is. And it just so happens that the three of clubs is spaced apart from the nine of clubs. And so that tells me there's going to be space or there needs mm -hmm. to be space in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So what, like, what, how do you, like, who teaches you this stuff? Obviously now you do, right? I, but, I do. Uh, I learned a lot of it on my own. Um, I originally studied with someone named Robert Lee Camp. He's written some books on the topic. And what happened for me is I was still doing ayahuasca ceremonies, which I mentioned, and I started to realize I was getting direct downloads of information. Mm. And that was when I really lit up about it, like, oh, maybe I'm going to teach this now. Because I started to see th the patterns on the cards and realize, oh, this is a language. This is not something anyone ever taught me. 
-hmm. the way I learned it was you like memorize the meaning of the cards. Mm -hmm. But once I realized, oh, you don't need to memorize it. You just need to know how to read the pattern because it's a hieroglyphical language. Right. Um, so a lot of it came through directly. Yeah. That's super interesting. I mean, that's human design that like Ra-Uru, whatever, or yeah, you channeled it came that way, right? Like, I've always thought too of like, you know, um, Chinese med medicine, right? Meridians, acupuncture points, like all of that stuff, Ayurveda, like, where did that stuff come from? Like that, the only place it could have possibly come from is like some kind of download and it happens to be like pretty effective and pretty accurate, right? A lot of trial and error could be, but Origin, right. There's an original spark. There's an original mm -hmm. insight. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really important for us in our Western rationalist, scientific-minded society to remember is that knowledge does arise in this spontaneous light bulb eureka moment. It doesn't just arise in a Petri dish. Mm -hmm. And to listen to this revelation that we receive um, and and go with it and then put it into practice and test it. Well, does this work? You know, mm -hmm. you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. And this has been my experience with these cards over the years is that it's always accurate and always helpful for people. I'm like, wow, okay, there's really something here. Yeah. Scott Adams, I don't, are you familiar with him? Do you know who that is? I don't. Um, he's a cartoonist behind Dilbert. And okay. now he's also like active on on twitter and like talking about politics and stuff but he has he actually actually also a hypnotist um talks about you know um very lots of interesting topics but one of the things that he keeps talking about is you know judge a belief system by its ability to predict right or a filter like if if you perceive the world this way what would the prediction be right and if your predictions are generally true well then probably your your filter a belief system has some merit, right? So that, that's a pretty pretty good measure, right? Sure, yeah, I'll take um, it. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like. I mean, it's essentially what you were saying, like, hey, if it turns out to be to be accurate, that's pretty cool. It's, for me, too, like, um, I used to, for me, it was, like, always very, very mental, right? But that used to be all I was, right? So I lived in my head, in my brain, and, you know, didn't work out, didn't eat healthy, like drank too much. Like my body was just this necessary evil almost, right? Necessary vehicle to carry my brain around because my brain was like where everything was was at, right? right. Um, but it wasn't until I, un I opened up my body and started to feel, I couldn't feel a thing but back then, right? I was like always, then I you know, would vomit out in a rage or fit of rage or something. Um, or just like sulk forever or something, get depressed, want to kill myself, right? Um, um, so, but it wasn't until I opened up my body that my brain really got to my, you know, really got to do its work. And yeah. now I have like, for years, I've had that feeling of like downloading stuff, yep. you know, channeling, I don't know where it's come yeah. from, like presented with someone and you're like, whoa, where did there were right where the hell did that come from? I think we all have that ability and mm -hmm. you know, we got scared of it and we gave it the dirty word of being psychic or being a witch or whatever, you know, because it does transcend whatever dogma we've got, whatever set of assumptions and predetermined belief patterns we've got, and then we get this flash of insight and inspiration that's always gonna be at odds with whatever is the preconceived notion by definition, because it's new information.
Mm. So there's That's a, a really good point, actually. Never thought of it that way. But so yeah. there's always this kind of tension between the known and the unknown, the known world of order, and then mm. something comes in that was previously unknown. Mm -hmm. And how do we receive that? Right. Yeah, and 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 like it's gonna it's gonna conflict with by definition our, your belief system, and and that can feel threatening, right? Like, totally. By definition, it's new information. And it's like, yeah. how do we assimilate new information? And how do we expand what our assumptions and expectations were? Like, oh, you mean a deck of cards is actually a sacred geometric language? Whoa, that's a whole new way of looking at it. Right. Yeah, I used to feel so threatened when, when I was wrong about something. Like, it was like, felt like an attack on, on my identity, right? And like learning to, to really celebrate that, like, yeah, I discovered something I was wrong about. Now a whole new possibility opens up, right? right. It's phenomenal, right? It's so right. great. It's, yeah. That's great. I love it. And oh, like, wow, this person is interesting. They have something new to tell me that I didn't know before. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so to wrap up, uh, where can people go find you, follow you and interact with you, work with you? Yeah, uh, thank you. So I started a nonprofit organization to share this ancient knowledge. It's called Life Elevated, and the website is lifeelevated.life. And you can go there, and there's a free lookup tool. You can put in your date of birth and get a mini reading. Um, you can also download my digital book there, so you can read all 13 cards in your life. Um, and you can go from there. And I have classes on it, and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, and then I teach other people how to read the cards too. So I'm committed to bringing forth this knowledge and elevating human beings to the next level of consciousness. Nice, I love that. Um, and so final question, what, what one piece of, like what, what do you wanna leave people with um, that they can really take with them? Wow. Life is a game that we've taken too seriously and people often like, what's your best advice? Or I see like Facebook posts, or, like one piece of advice that you could give. And mine is to live your life like it's your favorite game to play. So that we Amen. engage life like we're trying to solve a puzzle and play a game that that's how we come forth in our life, that we live our life like it's our favorite game to play. Right. It's fascinating, right? Because I mean, that that's exactly what what life is. Um, and, and we get confused, like, when you're when people, people don't like being scared, but they love being scared, they will pay money, they will pay money to go in a roller coaster, right? And what that does is get you to feel afraid, but not really, just a little bit, just just enough. Right. And like, and you're in, but you're, you feel safe at the same time. So you get to enjoy it. Right. But then in real life, like people feel like real scared, scared because they think it's real or like the stakes are real or something. And then, and then they contract and then it becomes really uncomfortable. And yet maybe it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. It's going for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe it will, were reincarnation will come back and all that? You know, that's a good question. Um, I believe in something called Journey of Souls, which was a mm -hmm. book that was written and that we choose our life experience. 
so that we can never be the victim of our life because we've chosen it. Mm-hmm. We can't say, oh, I hate my life. Well, you chose it. This is the life you wanted. You were given a choice beforehand, and this is the one that you picked. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. Um, reincarnation, everything's happening in this moment. So past and present, future, it's actually all simultaneous, which is a little bit of a mind bender. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I haven't heard of that book, but that's exactly how I, how I, it just feels to me that that's how it is. Well, and so it means we choose our cards to play also. So you chose Mm -hmm. that you wanted to be a thought leader in this lifetime. All right. There you go. Rock on. There you go. go. Play your cards right. (laughs) On it, sir. All right. Thank you. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. Great chatting with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the podcast episode. After 20 years as a serial entrepreneur, it's my passion to bring you ideas and insights from some of the best entrepreneurs, leaders, and thinkers in the world straight to your phone. We're going to be launching many, many more podcast episodes in the future, so please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you found any value at all from today's conversation. Your reviews and feedback mean the world to me.